Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Source Radio. The following show is scheduled for one fall with a one hour time limit. Introducing your host from parts unknown. He's the best radio announcer there is, the best radio announcer there was, and the best radio announcer there ever will be, Rodney Dion. Yes, that's right. Wrestling Source Radio. Hello and welcome. Uh, got the gang back together. It's uh, Rodney Dion here, joined by Concrete Davidson and Jack J. Bonza. Hello and welcome, guys. What's up, Rodney? Oh, it's uh, going well. Uh, better that you guys are now in the up, house. I didn't ask you how you were. You, you're sick of asking how I am. I said I said what's up. I didn't ask you how you were. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the, the roof's up then. <laughs> Maybe a bit more of a, a nicer response from Conco. Hey, what about yourself, mate? Oh, I'm, I'm good. What's what, what's going on? I, I, I missed whatever we said at the start there. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I don't even know what Solid I've been Solid start to this yeah, show. Right yeah. <laughs> Rolling. I don't, even, I don't even know what I'm saying because uh, I'm just, I've been running around. But uh, look, excited to have you guys in here. Once again, a lot happening in the way of uh, professional wrestling. Uh, I mean, we've got the G1, which is happening tonight uh, in New Japan. Um, we already have a winner of the A Block, which is uh, Ibushi. Uh, and we, yeah, and we've got to find out uh, who's going to win uh, B Block tonight. I mean, there's a, a myriad of uh, guys that could possibly win it. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow, SummerSlam uh, in Canada with the WWE. I mean, and on the local scene, you guys have uh, been doing uh, a hell of a lot uh, last night and uh, moving forward with PWA, Newcastle Pro. I'll take a deep breath. Yeah, it's our, it's our uh, over-the-top month, we've <laughs> dubbed it. There are, there are more rumbles happening in New South Wales this month than anywhere else. Newcastle did it started about five years ago in New South Wales and since then everyone's just go that's a great idea let's let's all do that together and also do it in the same month for some reason so, yeah. so um, yeah I think there's five <laughs> so we've dubbed it over the top because if you go to over you can see all of them for a one month pass <laughs> that's it yeah and we can stream online which is uh, all the rage now of course yeah um, but uh, speaking of all the rage uh, I like to do polls on Facebook uh, and obviously being SummerSlam tomorrow I thought I'd do a bit of a SummerSlam uh, theme and uh, going back to 2003 I believe it was uh, St. Anger by Metallica was the theme song uh, I think the main event What's there two? Yeah. yeah the main event was uh, the uh, Elimination yeah. Chamber yeah and uh Coming up against uh, 2001 SummerSlam, which I think it was Rock and Booker T. That was with the whole very uh, sketchy WCW, ECW invasion. Uh, and that was Bodies, of course, which I think is a staple for most wrestling fans and uh, heavy metal fans. <laughs> uh, so it, it, did, it did okay. I mean, it was, uh, what have Bodies. I got here? Yeah, uh, It was ECW's theme too, right? Yeah, it was, and I mean, and then it became every single YouTube highlight clip of every <laughs> yeah. one of the video themselves. Because well, I mean, it did okay. I mean, set anger thirty six percent, but bodies sixty four percent. So bodies uh, cl- one, yeah, bodies one. Yeah. Clearly, the people have spoken, uh, and here it is uh, right now. <laughs> Wrestling Source Radio. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit. The- Yes, uh, Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM nine six three. It's uh, where we talk everything. About wrestling, yeah. And uh, joining me in the studio, it is Jack J. Bonza and Concrete Davidson. How are we all going? Uh, um, Good, I believe... can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, I can hear me now. Can you hear me yeah, now? Yeah, I think no. we, we may have had some uh, mic issues, those uh, damn tech okay. issues. But now we can hear Conco. There he is. Uh, you, you, you were the nice one uh, at the intro there. I don't know if anyone heard before, but Jack... I was he, the clueless he, one at the intro. Yeah, was I mean, so, so was I, because uh, Jack Bonza, he asked, uh, you he know, what's up? And I said, oh, I'm all good. He's like, that's not an answer. 
So, so uh, and, and, uh, nobody yeah. asked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's get to uh, brass tacks, guys. How good mm. was um, full hoose? Am I saying that right? Last night. Yeah. Full hoose. Full hoose. Yeah. Yeah, the, the House of Free Fighting is the academy in Newcastle, and uh, the the house it was shortened to, and then eventually, and then the hoose, and uh, and so the hoose is just kind of one of these backstage things that's kind of made its way out in front, and and now all these hoose related names have become part of all the hoose parties, and yeah. Um, sorry, I was a bit distracted there. I was just uh, fixing. We just had some mic issues there, but uh, now I've uh, got that sorted. Um, yeah, I can do radio, but um, so yeah, so new venue oh, there, oh, and oh, is oh. huh? I can't, I can't. <laughs> Are you off now? Oh, God, this is it. I'm going to have to call the station manager and uh, we're going to have to uh, crack some skulls. Um, but um, I don't know. If you want to share the one mic. Come on, come one. We'll, we'll no, no, no. I'm back. I'm back. You're back. I'm back. All right. Is Bonza back? Test one, two. Hello. Here yeah, we go. Live right. radio goes. Woohoo. Bam. But, yeah. But um, it was a new venue. That was Last night was the first, uh, I guess, hit out there. Um, and I believe you were in action there, Bonza. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Parker Thomas and then we were in the, was in the Rumble as well. Yeah. So... And Parker Thomas, he's the uh, the fitness guy. Yeah, right. He, uh, the, yeah, <laughs> PT. That's yeah. it. And uh, he's he he's a real PT guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a personal trainer. Yeah. So um, maybe I can hit him up, and he can uh, whip me into shape, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a bit of a challenge. Okay, but uh, all all that aside, I mean, uh, full hoose. I mean, is that got a is that kind of a regular thing that goes in with Newcastle? Yeah, they're going to start running regular shows out of there. So it's just, I mean, it's a it's a really intimate venue it's a change up from their charlestown ones because those ones are more adult like 18 plus as well um and then you can byo to the venue and stuff like that so it's a um yeah, yeah some, it's totally... some people byo their own cheese platter <laughs> last night actually. I, I, saw yeah. that, I saw that on instagram actually yeah, yeah everyone yeah they'll you know because i think something similar like that happened in melbourne at a uh, melbourne demons match at the mcg they uh you know the uh, melbourne trendies they uh, had a cheese platter so cheese it's glad to see that uh, <laughs> caught on it's, the hoose. it's, it's yeah. going all the way north to newcastle no, it was good it was a lot of fun it was actually yeah they, they said it was one of their best shows but i mean i don't know if you want to get into it now but it led into one of the segments we were talking about doing yeah okay well <laughs> speaking of uh, which um we, i created you know like what i like to call a, a radio uh Sting, which which we called was uh, Bonzer's Breakdown. Uh, so oh, here it, it sounds a little something one. like this. Bonzer's Breakdown. Yeah. Uh, that- <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you have a lot of rib stories. And uh, ribs, obviously, it's, uh, I guess, how to explain that. That's uh, like a funny story that happens. Within a rib the- is a practical joke. Yeah. It- within the wrestling business, it's known as ribs. Yeah, but I think that's just another name for them. And that's just what they still call them in wrestling. Yeah. So it's just it's a practical joke. Okay. Um, so what happened? Well... Okay, so, I mean, in wrestling, you know, you're traveling constantly. You're with the same group of people doing different things and you kind of get bored and it's just fun when you're hanging out with people traveling on the road and kind of thing to, to play pranks. Um, and you get little prank wars and stuff. So it's less common recently. Yeah. <laughs> but when we first started, it was brutal. <laughs> so we've got a lot of, like, really funny stories. But yesterday we brought one of them back and it's one of the better ones. So if you... um. If you watch the show back and you can go to Ovo and you can watch it and it's so much funnier once you've heard this story. Um, but if you go back and see it, basically uh, the finish of the Rumble was the guy was not told what the right finish was. So we basically said to him, uh, yeah, you're going to get thrown out here and then you know this other guy's going to win. But then what we did is we set up a situation where he was supposed to do something like he almost eliminated this but then didn't, and then we throw him out. Except when he did it, we actually threw ourselves out. 
Right. So he won. So if you actually look at his reactions at the end of the show, it's him like considering whether he should just leave through the front door or not because he's like a relatively new guy who just won this match that he wasn't supposed to win. And he's just like getting all – and he's trying to tell the ref to bring him. Oh, no, no, we can't do that. But no, of course he had no choice. And of course that was a plan. And then he <laughs> – He was forced to celebrate his own victory. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know. And so then by the time he comes backstage and he just comes back through the stage through this little door – and the entire roster is just there, just glaring at him. <laughs> and he steps in, and he's just like, oh. And then the promoter just starts, like, ripping into him and stuff. He's like, oh, that's supposed to hurt him. And he goes, oh, did you kick him in? Just losing his stuff. And then after about, like, two minutes of him just, you know, crapping himself, he was just, like, everyone just started laughing at him. He was going, oh, no. Like, yeah. So he t- it was a total surprise for him. So his reactions were, like, yeah, if you actually go back and look at his face <laughs> when it happens, it was... um. Just so much better. So that's just that's one example of a practical joke. And who who was that with? Sorry again, um, Parker Thomas. Parker Thomas, yeah. right? Yeah. So and uh, the PT guy, yeah, the guy who's going to whip me into shape. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is that sort of like a, a, a common occurrence? Occurrence. It's that happened before. Uh, the last time we did it was to Sean Custom, um, who was a wrestler who now resides in the UK. Right. But when we did it to him, it was so much harsher. <laughs> So, because I did it to him last time, and I just I just ripped into him. I'm like, this is like this is the type of thing that makes sure you never get booked again. It's the most unprofessional <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Like, and so they asked me to do it uh, to PT Lester, and I I said no. Because <laughs> and, yeah. and I mean, once he, obviously once he realised that he was being it was a practical joke, he was yeah. all, he was all on board. Oh, so. Of course, yeah. I mean, this stuff. I mean, you don't really want to actually upset someone or anything that's going to be too bad like you can hear there's a lot worse ribs that you can hear out there that aren't really ribs they're just abuse yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know this is this is something that's harmless yeah. and this uh, full hoose is it kind of uh, I guess in line with uh, PWA's uh, green label sort of giving guys who may not necessarily be uh, getting onto the, the main Nui Pro shows at this point in time a bit of uh, a spotlight or time to 100% training right. grow I guess that's exactly what it is yeah. it's, the, it's the training academy shows absolutely okay that's cool exactly right. and uh, it, like, is, there, is that going to be sort of like a monthly thing or just oh yeah yeah the, the Who shows have been running longer than Green Label they've yeah. been going on for a while this is just the first time that they've been uh, live streamed right yeah. okay I believe the next one's going to be called Boats and Hoose Boats and Hoose <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I think that's uh, the funny part of it is having the funny names and that and everyone can have a bit of a yeah, uh, it's all laugh part about of the fun, it yeah. alright well we, I just spoke about uh, PW Green Label we'll have a quick break and uh, we'll uh, talk about all uh, quack to the future, I believe it is. Or quack, it. quack to the future, I've got that right? Mm. Yeah, In regards to Mike Quackenbush, we'll uh, touch on that next. <laughs> it's the Vines, Get Free, Coast of Fem 963, Wrestling Source Radio. Now, I like to think I'm fairly professional and kind of know what I'm kind of doing here with this radio business. Uh, and uh, what happens is, so there's a thing called a panel and there's faders and that's how the mic thing sort of stuff works. And I was having issues with the mic, I think, for the past two talk breaks. I'm thinking, wow, this is really weird. Like, what's happening here? Um, so it's colour-coded uh, red, yellow and blue. And and I, I went into, during that song while I was playing, I would, went to check and I was like, oh, someone swapped around the, the colours of the, uh, you know, the I guess you do call it like the... the I want to say knob, but uh, like it, the, the the covers, yeah, Gurkins, yeah. they go, yeah, and um, and then concrete just the goes, foams. yeah, concrete just goes. Oh, I swapped them around because Jack Jack, Jack Bonds is the Red Nation. He <laughs> can't <laughs> not have a red mic to but he's, talk into. But he's in front of the uh, yellow mic, so I'm just like, oh, so I don't know. Would that would that be an accidental rib then, or uh, uh, accidental rib? I think it's called a mistake. It's a gigantic mistake. It's a huge on my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks a lot. Yeah. But uh, no, but uh, plenty more of those sort of stories to come. Uh, I could imagine. But uh, PWA, Green Label, I believe it's uh, August uh, 18, the crowbar, it is Quack to the Future. Now, yeah. we're talking about Full Hoose, which is uh, like a, a development type of uh, 
Can you, do you do you, do you, do you say territories now in Australia? Is the territories like still a thing? Would you would you say no? No, they kind of. I mean, you kind of stick to your area, but that's not because of a you can't come to our territory. That's because of a geographical yeah. convenience thing. Like it's just hard to run further away from where you live and operate. Right. Um, so I think but, everywhere's just sort of divided by state. Really, the, yeah. and there's 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 no real Newcastle Territory and Sydney Territory or anything. It's just kind of they've all got their own scenes, I guess, for lack of a better word to use. So, so Quack to the Future. Now that's an interesting name, but it all makes sense because we have uh, Mike Quackenbush come to the country, who's going to be uh, tr- uh, doing a training seminar, I believe, yep. uh, at in Sydney as part as part of the uh, Pro Wrestling Academy, uh, which the likes of yourself and Robbie Eagles are trainers, I believe. Yeah. And, I mean, Mike Quackenbush, that's not a name that uh, many people would, uh, I guess, sort of with mainstream wrestling be familiar with. But I guess his influence uh, and his knowledge of wrestling, I mean, it's uh, phenomenal. Well, I mean, the most obvious thing to put out there is that he's a regular coach at the WWE Performance Centre. Mm. Um, so not full-time, um, but he goes up there periodically because they love having him. He is I've, – I've been to a lot of different training schools, like – Amongst throughout the world, and I can say without hyperbole that the Shikara School, like the Monster Factory, the um, uh, Mike Quackenbush's school, is the best wrestling training school I've ever been to. And Quack's the best trainer I have ever run into. He's unbelievably good um, with everything he says, from actual moves to luchador stuff to psychology to promos and characters and stuff like that. He runs Shikara, um, which is a I think it was a time when they might have been the third most famous wrestling company in the world. I'd say, like, yeah, it, it was up there. Like, yeah. um, so it was one of those, it was one of those kinds of things. Very character driven, um, very luchador based. Yeah, they have their own crazy little universe. So that's um, that's kind of where he's better known from, and that's where he's put more of his time and concentration into is into his company less than into his own wrestling. And so. yeah, so it's a it's a big sort of character like base, like sort of yeah, like you said, luchadors. Like, cause I've I, I've I mean, my knowledge of uh, Chikara is really sort of uh, limited. Like, I basically just know that yeah, Mike Quackenbush is the guy behind it. I mean, is and I believe because they do the thing, the King of Trios, is it? Yeah, they do yeah. the King of Trios tournament every year, the biggest tournament in the world. <laughs> yeah, like, and I mean, like, I mean, you know, I like to think of myself as a wrestling fan, but yeah. obviously. Not not familiar with, but that. you know what King of Trios is. Yeah, and that's I, yeah, thing, yeah. I've heard so, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a, and that's that, that's this guy essentially. Yeah, that's that's his. That's the big show for his company. Yeah, it's it's a it's a trios tournament. That's six man tags. So there are you know there's a sixteen team tournament, and each team has three people in it, which is why it's the biggest because there are forty eight people competing in this tournament. Um, they mean physically biggest. <laughs> and so. I have uh, concrete to actually think about find out who sort of Mike Quackenbush was because uh, on your podcast with uh, Fudge, Conco and the Fudge. Oh, I was yeah. about to mention that one actually. Yeah, because yeah, that like, was a, that was one of our favourite interviews actually. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I mean it was like it was really great to listen to. And I uh, listened to the Sam Roberts podcast where he speaks to Mike Quackenbush, and he kind of set off the onset like obviously this guy he's a he's a obviously a wrestler he can train, but like, obviously he's a wrestling fan as well. And uh, the big thing. That sort of the books or podcasts he have, it's more for wrestlers. But yeah. funny enough, people who aren't wrestlers still listen to him or his podcast or whatever he's putting out there, and can still sort of connect. Yeah, does K-Fo, that make sense? Kfo 2.0 and all the stuff about yeah. how to be a better performer. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's stuff in that that uh, that wrestlers would get more out of yeah. than fans. Uh, it's probably just helping educate fans on a few more aspects that they aren't even considering. But um, no, the thing I I really enjoyed about Quacken is his last visit was that he's just his whole thing about um, 
detail and not having contempt for your audience and not having that thing of like, oh, no one will remember that. Like the the level of detail and the way that he's thought out things long term is just next to none. Like even yeah. like uh, there's some uh, some Chikara stuff that Bonds has explained to me about like <laughs> like the like the Archie the Archie thing time traveling thing was just <laughs> insane. Um, I don't know if we have to even time to go into it, but it was oh, just Oh, no, like, I can do it real quick. Okay, yeah. so this is something that happened at Shikara. <laughs> right. So Shikara will do things seasons like a TV show. So things will start and finish inside of 19 episodes or something yeah. like that. And they're up to like their, their 18th season or something like that. So everything, so all their like angles and stories can be quite self-contained in this season. So it's a good place to get a jump on point is episode one and move forward like that. One thing they did, and this is why we named the show Crack to the Future, because the last time we called it, um, what was it, like the... The show... The, oh. it, was like, it was like a Kraken. Oh, release the Kraken Release the Kraken yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and, and then I said to him, would you have preferred release the Kraken Bush or Crack to the Future? He goes, oh, Crack to the Future. I love that time travel stuff. So um, we called him that. But there was one thing in the, one of the seasons where something was happening and then someone came back and they were able to get themselves ahead because they always seem to know what was going to happen and then they discovered that this person had an almanac <laughs> just like the movie Back to the Future where he travels forward gets the almanac Chikara and he can, almanac. He, can bet, he can bet on sports stuff like so he knows all the results of the betting and the sports stuff right. so because this guy knew the results Archibald Peck he could um he could do all this stuff where he knew it was going to happen and he could affect the outcome. And they discovered the almanac is like, and they had a specific date on when he traveled to the future, whatever, 2015. Now, this was like six years from when this time was. Since then, he went and got a job with the WWE and he was a writer. Like, he was brilliant. If you ever talk to Archibald Peck too, genius. Absolute genius. Um, especially when it comes to character work and that kind of stuff. But <laughs> there was a Shikara show on the date that the almanac was ostensibly picked up from. And what they did in the middle of the show with no warning, the lights blow, there's something, and Archibald Lepec appears in his 2009 gear, looks around, grabs the almanac, and then walks out. <laughs> so they actually, six years later... <laughs> Connected the fact that this old story actually happened. So now if you go back and watch it like in posterity, because you can still go back and watch all of it. If you watch that and then six seasons, six years later, the date that they said it would happen, it happens. Like, so, I mean, that's a very fun <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, there's, How just, good is that? Just hearing, hearing him explain it again, I'm just like, man, there's so many people who's like, that's not realistic. That's, uh, you know, that would never happen in a real fight, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, that's actually such fun that you were you want to buy in to you know the uh, the other side of that you, the, the it, fiction doesn't, of it. it doesn't have to be real it has to you have to set your own rules yeah and then you have to stick to your own rules your rules can be ridiculous you just can't break your own rules so they said that in the shikara universe time travel is possible but mm. they acknowledged that like if nothing had happened on that date then that would have been crap because oh it wasn't real because it didn't happen but in their little universe that happened so, and it's not that far-fetched to think because what does the WWE refer to themselves? The WWE universe. Yeah. So, they've yeah. got their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. yeah. Sometimes, like, I think they would have been better off using that in the same kind of sense of like as the Marvel universe uses it. Yeah. But they also use it to refer to the fans, and I'm like, yeah. well. Yeah, which well, which one is it? Yeah, what is, is it? it? Yeah, like, I, I, I guess yeah. it's I guess more inclusive to be like yeah, oh the fans. Yeah. And yeah. for a while it was a failed social media network <laughs> networking 
But that was the thing, yeah. Do yourself a favour, Google Mike Quackenbush. I mean, there's a, an abundance of material there to check out to see how good this guy is. But, I mean, he's got to be in the country. Um, I guess more quickly on the training academy that he's doing through PWA. Yeah. Um, is that just more for wrestlers or can, say, punters who want to become wrestlers uh, no, attend this? for wrestlers. So strictly wrestlers. Yep, right. Yep. You have to be an experienced wrestler. Otherwise, he could train you from scratch, but, like... It would be a waste of his time. Yeah, because it'd be sort of taken away, I guess, other lessons that someone yeah, the, else. Yeah, the advanced level, level lessons that he can teach is just stuff that you can't get anywhere else for our guys. So yeah, it's very much. We have a lot of people traveling in from interstate. Ah, oh, fair and enough. Stuff like yeah, that for okay. It, yeah. So okay, let's go so quack to the future. It's going to be at the Crowbar or August eighteen. Um, you, this will be the second show, I believe, of the Crowbar. Yes. Yes. Now, um, I, what I uh, do like, I like uh, all the promotional uh, videos uh, that have been uh, going up online. Um, and uh, speaking of seats uh, and things like that in here, this is uh, definitely one of my favourite sort of parts of a video that uh, you're involved in, Bonza. I believe uh, you, you and uh, Kingsley are going to be taking on the prefix. Yeah, you're not going to play the end credit bit. <laughs> you're in my seat, boy. Oh, right. <laughs> That's actually what Bonza said to Concrete when he walked into the studio. He was like, hey, 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 hey. I said, yeah, I was just... Just swapping the uh, mics over so that we can. <laughs> but uh, you did allude to the other one there. Girl, please. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just gonna t- I'm just gonna fire these off randomly uh, throughout the rest of the show. But um, yeah, go online as well. Check out that video in its entirety. Uh, yeah. But- for the for a ridiculously simple promo, it is. It's amazing. Amongst the most viewed, shared, and liked content that PWA has ever released. The only thing in the last couple of years that beat it was Robbie being put in the best of Super Juniors. Yeah. That's, other than that, it's the most liked, shared, and watched post that we've ever released. And there's actually a funny part that, you, that besides the... Uh, <clears throat> right click. Yeah. Girl, please. Yeah. Uh, besides uh, that part there, there's a part where you kind of just look up at the camera and just like there's this smirk on your face. And it's like a split second, but it just... I mean, the whole thing is great. I mean, the prefects, um, they... They, they assume that they're just taken on Kingsley by herself. Is that what? Or they thought well, they were teaming the, the with ad, her. No, the idea was that they thought they had it because they've had nothing but singles matches so far. Yeah. So when they had, were told they had a match with Kingsley, they assumed that it would be a singles match the way the rest of all their matches had been. But because she's a pretty girl and you know they had a schoolboy crush on her, they were trying to convince her. But no, you should have the match with me. Like, no, no, have the match with me instead. No, yeah, you have the match with me. Right, yeah. And then she's like, oh, no, you guys are confused. You don't have a match. Because instead of being told which one of them, like, you guys have a match with Kingsley and they're trying to say which singles. And then she just goes, oh, no, it's not with me. It's with us. And then I'm... Um, yeah, so <laughs> fair enough. Now I see you end up, but oh, just yeah. Uh, like I said, I'll just keep playing it. Uh, hang on, this, this one. You're in my seat, boy. Yeah, so uh, just go online, check it all out. Um, but uh, the Black Shirt Cool Group Club. No, I keep on, I keep on changing no, the yeah, vari- right. yeah, yeah. variation of the name. Black Shirt Cool what, Group. What were they? Uh, could they potentially uh, be making an appearance here at um, a Green Label? Uh, uh, green Label. Quack I did reach out to Quack, and I I just said the words Quack uh, Quack Shirt Cool Group, and he <laughs> said. Uh, you have my attention. But then, uh, so, but no, he will be in action. Uh, Jax makes it a little hard just because he's actually getting really involved in the OVO side of things. So, uh, yeah, we've been talking about this third man all this time, and now <laughs> we may be back to one <laughs> before we even get a third because he's so uh, involved in the... Uh, the backstage the, the, Yeah, the, the editing together of a, of a live OVO event, so... Uh, but it's funny yeah. you said that. We were talking about a third member uh, last fortnight. Uh, mm. you, know, you said we would li- you'd like Kevin Nash, but I mean uh, Mike Quackenbush would be a good third member. Hey, Quackshire Cool Group has an excellent ring to it, but that that, that just kind of renames the whole group all yeah. together. But uh, one night yeah. only, perhaps. Who knows? He's been a big fan of every everything we put out on Twitter to do with the Black Shirt Cool Group. Quack's been. <laughs> liking and enjoying it so yeah it's uh you never know and we've got some other uh, matches uh i think announced for this event as well i believe richard south he's going to be in action as well uh, yeah i think he's against silvio 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, he's Russell Silvio. Yeah. Yes. So it's him and Silvio. Uh, Mike Quackenbush will be in a wrestling match, which is incredibly rare because he's actually mm. retired. So for him to actually do a pro wrestling match or agree to do a pro wrestling match for our company is really huge deal. Um, and then. Um, uh, yeah, and then myself and Kingsley versus the prefects, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so, did we did we know the opponent for uh, Mike Quackenbush, or that's going no, to no, be announced? No, we don't know that yet. But yeah, still got to get announced. But cool. Yeah. Also, uh, still got the G1 to uh, rattle our brains around as well, uh, <laughs> and uh, a thing called SummerSlam as well. But uh, you're listening to Wrestling Source Radio on Coast FM 963. Station sponsor, Wrestling Source Radio. Yes, that's right. Coast FM 963, Wrestling Source Radio. And you can check us out on Facebook at Wrestling Source Bottle Club and on the Twitter and uh, Instagram as well at Says Source. And in the studio, it is Jack J. Bonza and Concrete Davison. Hello and welcome again. How are you? you how you feeling i'm well we're great we're good yeah oh so we've got that straight cool yeah um mics are working yeah mics are working now uh my rookiness or uh someone uh sabotaging it sabotaging it yeah yeah yeah, Um, we were talking uh, off air there about SummerSlam we were going to talk about G1 Um, I uh, need to uh, play a song and uh, get a little bit more research on the G1 to see where they're at because that's happening as we speak I do believe Um, we've got the A block uh, all sorted but the B block is a bit complicated it's a bit of a uh, brain fart but Bonza you were just running through the SummerSlam uh, card there and you said off air that you have not watched uh, WWE television probably for about three years yeah three years and three years might be I might be just forgetting how long a period of time it's been. I haven't regularly watched WWE television. It's probably more like like seven years. It's just it's just because um, I used to have Foxtel, mm. and then when I got Fox, rid of Foxtel in terms of Netflix, I stopped watching Raw. Yeah, and when you stop watching Raw, you don't care. And plus, there was nothing in there that really drew me in. So I, I would watch NXT quite regularly, and NXT UK is really good. And the May Young Classic was awesome, and yeah. then the, like, all those things. I, I pay in tune in for those things, but they're regular yeah. programming. I had no clue. And then you showed me this card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like Lesnar versus Rollins. Like, okay. I mean, oh, Jesus Christ. I sound like a fan when I say this stuff, and you have to interpret it as a fan because as a professional wrestler, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, ah! like you just when you have to compare yourself to how good they are, you can't say anything bad because they're so many light years ahead of how yeah. good we are. There's nothing negative we can say. I'm simply talking as something that I would enjoy watching. Yeah. You know, it's a whole different, whole different scenario to that match is huge yeah. on its own but it's just not going to interest me as much as Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton right. Randy Orton's probably underrated as being the best wrestler in the world really is it's incredible um, and then Kofi Kingston's having that super hot run and stuff and I saw Wrestlemania with Daniel Bryan which is amazing mm. it's so cool to see him the like, get that stuff the interesting thing about the Orton Kingston one is that they're really playing it like Orton Orton's been uploading like pictures of himself like on vacation and like that he's, <laughs> yeah. he's like look I'll just beat him real quick like yeah. it's going to be the easiest thing ever and Kingston's just like, no, you, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I like, because they had a little bit of a run back here, I think it was like early uh, uh, 09 and that, and they sort of, you know, used a bit of realism there that, you know, apparently... Uh, the, uh, stuffed up the finish. Yeah, stuffed up the finish or something or other. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of made it a bit more meatier. Uh, but just quickly, something that, um, I mean, as a nostalgia fan that I've uh, been seriously uh, interested in, it is uh, the return of G-Berg Goldberg. Yes, what, son? 
you're next. And it's official. It'll happen Sunday at SummerSlam. The return of Goldberg. Now, um, sorry, did Mike Cole call him the, the abominable Goldberg? Indelible. Like, it's, it, the oh, abominable okay. snowman. <laughs> yeah. Has he got that much white in his goatee now that he's <laughs> the abominable snowman? Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, cause, yeah, because, I mean, what, what alluded uh, there, I think, uh, you know, they'll tease and perhaps a Shawn Michaels Dolph Ziggler match there, but it ended up being uh, Goldberg. I right. think uh, to kind of redeem himself after a, a, a more, a less than slightly average. Uh, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia match with Undertaker. No. Um, as you said, uh, you have the network. It. You can watch that in your own time. To support that one. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, that's. I mean, it's probably the one. I mean, looking at the card that I'm interested in, uh, seeing Goldberg come back. Uh, he's probably going to go for about 30 seconds. Dolph Ziggler would jump around for him and uh, make him look like a million bucks, and that would probably be it. But I wanted to to pitch an idea that's probably not going to happen. Um, but say, let's say Goldberg absolutely demolishes Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Matt Riddle, uh, you know, uh, I love I, the guy. You love the guy, Conquer. <laughs> yeah. You wrestled with him and against him. I think when he was doing the World Series, I didn't. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't wrestle him, but yeah, no, I spent a whole tour with him, and he was, uh, yeah, he was quickly became. Uh, a yeah, a bro, I a guess, bro. for lack of a better way. Yeah. <laughs> and because well, he, he's been online basically just trashing Goldberg, saying, like, this is embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. What a legend. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just thought maybe after Goldberg demolishes Dolph Ziggler or they have their match or whatever, uh, Matt Riddle comes out. Yeah, and, maybe. Um, and, you know, just you, you can build a segment there. I mean, how complicated you want to make that, I don't know. But um, they sort of say that, oh, you know, who's the next star or who's going to be the big guy? And everyone's kind of said on the independence that Matt Riddle is like what potentially one of those guys and I don't know if that's kind of not the right way to put him against a guy like Goldberg but I just wanted to put that guy that idea to you guys and uh, get any uh, what do you think about it I don't no no go yeah sorry I don't know if it would be the best match <laughs> oh no it's, it's yeah not not like a, because star the way yeah. I think the best thing they ever did with Goldberg was when they brought him back and he fought Lesnar yeah and their matches went like five minutes yeah and yeah. everyone was expecting this half an hour thing and instead they just went Bang, crash, smash. And it was the most satisfying thing to watch. And that was how they needed to be done. With with Riddle, who can do so much stuff, and Goldberg, who can't. I don't, I don't know if it would be well. But the fact that they've built up a feud, the fact they're both two big dudes, it could it could work well in Riddle's favour to raise his profile, especially when like wrestling's becoming more legitimate. like Or, or they want legitimacy behind it. Mm. Someone like Riddle, who can mess you up because <laughs> yeah, he did yeah. UFC or yeah. MMA right for yeah. real yeah. He, was the in, only he was in the ultimate fighter yeah. Yeah. like and in the, the reality show because yeah. he got done for he refuses to stop smoking <laughs> weed yeah <laughs> so it's like it's just one of those like like he just because the thing is he says all this stuff and the old guys are saying whatever and like what what are they afraid they're going to get in the ring and they're just going to you know teach him a lesson he'll break them <laughs> yeah. like yeah. he is he, it's like when I talked about Jeff Cobb he's just Riddle is so strong yeah and he's, he knows how to fight he'll murder people like so he can say this stuff and if they've got a problem with him they can try and work it out with it but he'll kill him so yeah I think it would probably be good that way to raise him because again legitimate fight and the yeah. same thing with Ronda Rousey he can go in there he can beat up anybody because he can, can beat he up can do anybody yeah. Yeah. like what are they going to do like no, Riddle's uh, an absolute weapon and he's got like from what I've you know, from what I've heard, he's another one of those like Kurt Angle, Ronda, like that's just catching on to the pro wrestling super quick. And uh, I mean, yeah, for the matches that we saw him in, or you know, while he was down here, even just even just the fact that like so so we had this match, uh, like the main event at Penrith Panthers, we had this big tag team match, and I was thinking like, oh, I don't want to. 
I don't want to do a gut wrench suplex if he's doing one. Like, I'll go ask him if he's doing one. And he was on, like, next. And I went to go find him, and he was out cold asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, I won't, won't bother him. And then, him he, up. and then he woke up and went out there and had this out- outstanding match. And it was just like, to be that good, to be out cold asleep before your match, and then you go out there and perform at the level he did. I'm like, this guy's on another level. Another level. Yeah. I think the other thing is people, because he is such a nice guy, and he comes across as such a nice guy, and he really, it's him. Like, he doesn't yeah. play. He yeah. really is that lovely. I think because he's so nice, people forget that he'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, oh, he's nice. He's, he's a puppy. He won't do it. No, he'll rip you apart. Yeah. Yeah, right. He's not putting <laughs> so, on an act at all. He yeah. is bro and just completely yeah. like that. Yeah. And how did, how, I guess, uh, how do you see, I mean, he's obviously in WWE. I mean, and, you know, uh, if rumors to believe like it's a particular type of uh, institution, the WWE, I mean, how does he sort of, uh, how, is it going to be a long-term thing? Do you see him being there for a while? I mean, you sort of alluded to uh, his uh, extracurricular uh, yeah, activities. That, uh, that, was, that was the interesting thing about him getting sign in the first yeah. place because we we're like uh, okay but um look i mean it's just one of those things we, we don't know well, I think cause, <laughs> like, cause he we, could, can, we can take a guess but he, like he could go without it long enough like or, you know before and after a fight in ufc so he's sort of he's not like addicted to oh, it. i mean like he loves it but he's chunky like, yeah exactly he's got his stuff but, together <laughs> yeah but he um the yeah, i can't remember what i was gonna say yeah he um i i think he'll Sky's the limit for him. It's yeah. just a matter of if they're fine with him as he is, mm. and if they're you know, unless they want to like put boots on him or something. I don't know, but like I think, I th- I think uh, let him just be him. Yeah. He's the man. I think he'll do what he wants. I think the answer to that is it depends if he wants yeah. to or not. If he wants to, I'm sure he'll stay and have, he looks amazing. He's got the background. He, he's yeah. got the look and the skill and stuff. If he wants to stay there and do whatever, he will. If if he's uncomfortable there, then he'll leave. I think it's really up to because he's just that good. I think it's up to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a bit of a Matt Riddle sidebar there, but. Uh, I just wanted to pitch that to you guys. So, yeah, Dolph Ziggler, Goldberg. Um, yeah, I think it'll be like 30 seconds at max. Um, uh, but you also touched on as well uh, Trish Stratus because uh, it, it's in Canada. So that's uh, why I think they've sort of, oh, of uh, yeah. got uh, the likes of Trish and obviously Natalia being in uh, a match with uh, Becky Lynch. Um, but uh, did anything else uh, stand out uh, to you guys about this card? Um, but you did mention earlier, Conco, you said, well, look, if I can't watch it in real time, I'll just warm up the WWE Network in my own time. And that sort of brings its own question. Obviously, it's not in regards to TV because that's a TV deal over in America and that. And is it's more of a society thing. Everything's on demand. Like, you, there's no need to watch it right then and now. Is that, especially, I guess, more for wrestling, is that going to be an issue for wrestling moving forward that uh, I don't have to go to events or I don't have to watch it live? I can just watch it in my own time? Is that an issue? Is that a, a threat to wrestling? I don't know if it's a threat, but it's just like, like I've heard WWE, like at least in reference to their network, saying that like, oh, you know, AEW is competition in the same way that like sleep is competition. Like everything else is competition. Anything that you could be doing mm. or watching or whatever, aside from watching WWE's competition or something. But it's like, I, I, and I guess I kind of get what they what they're saying is that basically there's just that many options in ways of consuming content and or playing games or, or doing whatever. Yeah. And, you know, back when I started watching wrestling, there was five free-to-air channels on TV. And then, like, Foxtel, which was, I don't know, 30 or something. like that. But whereas now, like, it's just there's that many things to do. So you really do have to... Like, that, that's why I, I reckon the big part of why uh, Gold, uh, was it Goldberg, Lesnar broke the streak was because it was, like, the first network pay-per-view mm. and they probably just wanted people to sign up and watch it yeah and they wanted a thing for people to go oh if it's only 10 bucks 
I'm going to go see that. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, uh, that's a you know debate for another day. But I think uh, Brock Lesnar breaking the street is probably like in hindsight, it's a good thing. At the time, I remember I was watching that with my friend. I was and, in the building. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you were there. Were you knew? Yeah. Oh, far out. Yeah. Um, I remember just being there, being like, "Hang on, that was a three count." Sure, sure, surely not. It felt like a mistake. Yeah, it was like it's it like, felt nah, like a gigantic mistake, nah, and everybody right. went quiet. And yeah. then the moment they put up the graphic that said twenty-one and one, everyone what? got furious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the whole building just went ah, like this, this panic of like, what are they actually doing this yeah. for? But no, I think it's a, I mean, you know, in hindsight or the long run, mm. I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Look, we'll take a quick break, uh, and we'll try to get uh, our heads around G one Bonzo. Um, how, how are you up to date with the uh, the G one? I'll do a quick Google search, and uh, we'll see oh, where yeah, we're up like to. A little bit, but um, watched it also. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so much, so much content to get by. Yeah. That is the chats. Pub feed right here on Wrestling Source Radio, Coast of Fem 963. It is seven minutes to eight. And uh, after the eight o'clock news, weather and sport headlines, it is going to be Midnight Cowboys with Tim. So make sure you hang around for that. But we are talking all things wrestling. We just did uh, a bit of a SummerSlam uh, preview uh, and uh, talked about Matt Riddle and how he's going to be the next guy. Uh, in, that's my opinion. Um, no, it's mine too. And it's concrete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we've got to talk uh, a bit of a change of pace. New Japan Pro Wrestling, G1, and uh, B Block is currently uh, underway over in Japan. I don't think the exact matches for the G1 and that block have started. They're doing their tag team matches at the moment. But uh, Jack Bonza, I sent you a message uh, via our little uh, <laughs> Facebook chat about someone who kind of broke down the uh, B Block. Uh, yeah. slot. I'm not sure if you had a chance to uh, have a quick look at it. I'm going to try to uh, uh, get my head around it. So essentially we have a bunch of guys which I think they're on like 10 points each. So that's uh, Goto, Moxley, uh, Naito and um, ja- I was going to say Jack White from the uh, White Stripes but uh, Jay White. Jay. Now th- th- I mean, there's at least three out of that Jack White's in the C block. Yeah, in the C block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now at least uh, three out of that four I, th- I could see uh, taking out the block uh, and uh, challenging Kota Obushi, who did win a block last night. Um, now, to go down the rabbit hole, uh, I mean, just quickly, uh, when we spoke about G1 last time, you were a bit on the fence on picking a definitive winner, but now knowing you have an A block and potentially, say, Moxley, Naito, or Jay White, who could do uh, B block, who do you who do you see the the match going to be? So is it, uh, what are the options? Naito? Jay White. Jay White or Moxley? And, oh. go, and Goto, but I kind of... I don't know. I don't. But then again, I mean, he could be the dark horse there. But uh, I personally oh, see, don't think it's so. It's still just. <laughs> it's still just so hard. So, um, so I mean, we had a bushy, and then you got that thing. See, so, uh, I'm probably. I would probably lean in the Jay White. Jay White. Yeah, I think he's probably the best. Uh, he's the best chance. But I mean, ugh. <laughs> so that would be a Jay White uh, Kota Obushi uh, final. Then who do you see then taking it out? Uh, I would mm, see that's that's difficult again because they've got the um because you're actually really looking for the Jay White Carter rematch mm. um which is um from the Madison Square Gardens where he, he where lost, he lost the, the belt for him and yeah. they haven't had another match since so that would probably be huge so maybe Jay White but also yeah I mean this is why New Japan's so good <laughs> you really they could go either way and no one will care <laughs> it's like this will be great or this will be great like there's no clear definitive thing so yeah I mean when's the last time Ibushi really moved up and had that yeah had that heavyweight spot too because he's the man like he's uh. well (laughs) I I watched Okada and uh, Ibushi um, last night and I feel like every time I watch a Ibushi match like I just feel I feel like I'm in pain because just uh, I mean just leaves it all in the ring and just some of the stuff that they do is absolutely ridiculous yeah Uh, and but I think 
I mean, he was a runner-up last year to Tanahashi. So, um, you yeah. know, is he going to be another uh, as a bridesmaid, as they you know say in uh, type of things, or is this going to be his year? And a lot of people have been saying that. Now, concrete, I couldn't get a definitive answer out of Bonza. What about <laughs> yourself? Give me a definitive answer. I think I, get, I said Joe last show. Did you? Yeah. Joe? Yeah, he, yeah, that, he's, that was he's his my, my pick for the whole yeah. thing. Okay. So I'm going to stick with stick it. Stick with Joe. Yeah. Right. And that's, I, that's just that's not as someone who watches that much New Japan. That's just as someone who's kind of watched I guess the patterns and sort of how they use guys and yeah. they'll they'll do a really good job of like they, they don't give up on guys like he had that title run but you know like if there's words WWE sometimes they'll give somebody a title run or whatever and then they'll uh, will give up and then he'll never get it again and yeah. maybe back to the me cat I like New Japan don't really do that like if they're gonna invest in you getting to that level then even if you have a short run, you're going to redeem yourself pretty soon afterwards. Absolutely. And uh, I'm, I guess I'll say Jay White just because of the New Zealand-Australian contingency type of thing because yeah. I'm still I'm still trying to start a campaign uh, to uh, say, oh, no, Jay White's Australian now because Australia just takes everything <laughs> that's decent out of New Zealand. No. Yeah. Um, but uh, really quickly, uh, 20 years of Jericho. Uh, it's basically been 20 years since he debuted in uh, WWE. Um uh, I mean, what a what a career! I mean, I actually a big fan of his WCW run in the cruiserweight sort of, uh, mm. you know, and uh, Ralphus, you know, his security guard. But uh, quickly, do we have a favourite Jericho moment from the past twenty years oh, or man. even before? Oh, uh, he! I call him like my all time favourite. Mm. Like I really, I think, oh, I think it was maybe I was on like a school camp in when I was in year 10 when I found out that he won the WCW title against yeah. uh, against the Rock like when he finally won the big one and so that's sort of that 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 was probably my favourite moment I guess him winning the big one then yeah. even though he became undisputed champion a couple of months later but I, as a fan I was like oh but yeah. he's, he's a heel so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself Bonsa any Jericho sort of uh, moments that you're a fan of oh, I mean, the one that sticks out in my mind the most is the um is the no touching rule with Steve Austin when Steve Austin was the yeah, general was manager, good. but he wasn't allowed to, you know, Austin wasn't allowed to hit him unless he initiated contact. So there'd be all this stuff about Jericho, like not touching him, but just being a huge jerk about it. And then you get that occasion where they'd kind of, oh, actually we can be friends. And they would just pat him on the back. And yeah. then Austin's just like, oh, I get to kill him now. And then he turns around <laughs> yeah. and stuns him. I just thought that was really satisfying. <laughs> that was really good. I that think was, that's when they, when they have beers and like he drops a beer or something. And like Stone Cold just looks at him like. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm like I said, big fan of the WCW times, like when he couldn't make his way to the ring because he was making fun of Goldberg, uh, and just the th- sort of the way he would style his hair. Ralphus, of course. Um, but uh, I guess WWE would be when he hired the acolytes, the APA, uh, as protection. When oh, he, when he yeah, beat, won the belt, yeah, but he didn't win the belt. But he didn't yeah, win the belt. That was, yeah. that was so another good. That'd moment, be up yeah. there. The thing, the thing about Jericho, it's always been so good. It's kind of like the Undertaker. He, he reinvents himself with the times, so it's not like the same thing for 20 years that you get sick of like when he came back and he tried to be the millennium man with the matrix stuff it wasn't that good but then when he switched to basically being nick bockwinkle yeah that was brilliant he had a big show backed up behind him and stuff that was that was definitely one of the better things i've ever seen happen yeah now we're fastly running out of time guys um but uh all the social medias all the social medias uh for uh, pwa newy pro and all your personal ones uh give it the plug so people can check out your stuff and what you're doing and uh Yours yeah, I mean, you're seconds. PWA dash Pro Wrestling Australia, Newcastle Pro Wrestling. It's all just a Jack Bonzer. <laughs> yep, and uh, yeah, it's pretty much at Dave Concrete or Strong Concrete. Yeah, uh, we're out of time. This is Wrestling Source Radio. I will get this up on Spotify a little bit later in the week. Uh, you take care and uh, see you next time. Thanks, man. Cheers. <laughs>